Good morning, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Freeman Means Business Podcast. We have a twist on the podcast, and we're going to be offering these unique and different perspectives every Friday, and we'll post them to the website. We have a new podcast we're introducing today called Keep Calm and Cope Coronacast. I'm super excited to have my friends on the call each Friday. They are all across the country. I'll let them introduce themselves to you. We are um, talking about different perspectives on our feelings and how we're handling and coping with the coronavirus crisis. So first, I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Lindsay. Lindsay, tell us who you are, where you live, and why you're on this podcast. Hi, I'm Lindsay Griffiths. I am at the Jersey Shore. I am single and live with my two dogs. And I'm on this podcast because I, like everyone else, I'm dealing with quarantine from the coronavirus. And I have a number of friends who are feeling anxious about the coronavirus. And I'm interested to talk to everybody about uh, how I'm feeling about it, how other people are feeling about it, and ways that we can all work together to get through this uh, in a collaborative way. I love it. Thank you so much for being here, Lindsay. Um, and tell us, Marcy, tell us more about who, who you are and where you live and why you're on this podcast. Sure. So um, my name is Marcy borgal Shunk. I'm president and founder of the Tilt Institute. I am down here in Houston, Texas. I know things are a little different down here. And we, I am home with two boys who are eight and 10, who I will be homeschooling for the foreseeable future. And I am on here because I have suffered from depression and anxiety for, oh, years and years and years, probably as, as long as I can remember. And I find, A, it's helpful to have people to talk to about this. And B, over the years, I've learned a lot and I would really enjoy offering ideas and suggestions and things that I've learned over the years that have worked for me in the hopes that they might be helpful to somebody else. That's so beautiful. Let me just say something. Um, I loved how your tone of voice was so upbeat and positive as you said, I'm about to embark on homeschooling for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was like, huh? Wow, she's so happy. <laughs> um, but no, thank you both for being here. And folks, later in the call, we'll have um, a visit from a regular. Um, right now, she has to join us late today, but she'll be on the weekly podcast. Many of you know her, Katie Holler Barnard, so she'll be on, so you'll hear her pop in and we'll ask her the same or similar questions. Well, thank you ladies so much for being here. Those who don't know me, I'm Susan Freeman and I live out here in South San Francisco, which is where you land if you've ever flown into SFO. Um, my perspective is a bit different because we are in a hot spot. I think Lindsay is in a hot spot as well over there in New Jersey. Um, so we are now under a shelter in place statewide order by the governor, which means you cannot leave your home. Um, and again, the challenge I have is not one that like Marcy's that with two young children, but I have an 18 year old whose freshman year at Berkeley was interrupted with the fires, the wildfires in California, then the PG&E power outages, and now this. So when I told him college was going to be the best time in his life, um, he believed me, and now he doesn't believe anything I say. <laughs> so um, here I am with my son and my husband. My husband is a city manager out here, so he's in crisis mode doing what CEOs of cities have to do in times like this. So ladies, thank you so much for being here. Um, I thought we might have a conversation around our feelings and how we're handling um, 
I'm sure people who've never been depressed before are maybe um, on the edge, maybe having, uh, you know, not recognizing that they're getting depressed or that they're being depressed. So um, I like that you're keeping it real, Marcy. I always keep it real. Um, I have had lots of trauma and tragedy in my life and come out on the other end with some of the tools you're going to talk about and some of the practices that you've engaged with. So I'd love to hear more. So Marcy, if you want to tell us a little more about your coping mechanisms or anything you'd like to talk about, that would be great. Sure. So what's interesting is you were just saying that people may be facing feelings that are new to them and not necessarily recognize that it is anxiety or that it is depression. And that resonated with me immediately in part because when I look around, I so my boys are eight and 10 and it is evident to me watching them that they are experiencing anxiety and they do it in different ways. So for my younger son, you can see he melts down more easily. So he has a lower tolerance level and he's my you know, generally crazy upbeat one. My other son gets angry and is a lot more oppositional than he used to be. And so it's, just by watching them, you can see that there are these keys into what's going on in their mind that don't necessarily, you know, you don't automatically look at somebody who's angry and think, wow, you know, this person is depressed or this person is anxious. You think, wow, they're being an asshole. And so <laughs> being yeah, patient, right? And, and starting to acknowledge and recognize some of the things that are going to come out I think is, is going to be important, not just, you know, in yourself and your family members, even in, in our colleagues and coworkers. Marcy, I love what you said there because something that I've learned over the years, and, and I'm a depression and anxiety sufferer too, is that fear often comes out as anger. And so I, I think that's really important for people to know and talk about is that you know, anxiety can come out as crying, as, you know, people really recognizing that it's anxiety, but it can also really come out as, as, as anger and being short with each other. And I think especially as we're going to be living in these small family units in enclosed spaces, very small spaces and on top of each other, a lot of those feelings that we might be able to take care of uh, in independently and and uh we're going to be seeing a lot of um a lot of um together um and that's going to be something that a lot of people are going to be dealing with for the first time well i have to say that's very um refreshing and honest that you two were both so transparent and open and i think that people uh can trust you because you're so transparent and open about your experiences i love that so thank you for being open about that um I bet it scares you, Marcy, to see your children so anxious. I know I would have, my son's 18 now, but when he was that age, it would have really concerned me to see him acting out this way. Yes and no. Um, this is not necessarily something that came up as a result of the coronavirus. And so there has been evidence, I think, in them that they have they're, they're emotional, right? And I think in some ways we're all emotional. And there's this benefit, I think, to teaching children and possibly even the adults in our life how to talk about emotion, because that is one of those tools that we have at our disposal that enables us to deal with them more effectively. So for example, uh, I've 
been recommended to read the book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen or Listen So Kids Will Talk, which is based on the work of somebody whose name is escaping me. So if you know, throw it out there. Uh, but the, the idea and the concept is oftentimes, especially with boys, we tamp down their emotion. Yes. We say, you know, you can't feel that emotion or, oh, no, 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 you're not, you're not really afraid or, oh, no, no, you're not really hungry right now. And so, you, you know, you can't possibly be, you, you, you just ate. And so instead of taking that tact where we react to somebody's emotion and, and discount it, to be open to saying, wow, you're feeling that way. You may be in your, in your head thinking, I don't know why on earth this person is feeling that way, but being open and acknowledging that feeling, I think can mm -hmm. go a long way. That's beautiful that you're raising boys that way. There's a, um, and like you, I can't remember the name of this movie, um, but they showed it in my son's, um, y'all, excuse me, as everyone who follows us knows, I'm sick right now, so I'm having a tough time talking. But <clears throat> what I was going to say is there's a movie they showed at my son's boys' school when he was in high school. I think it's something about hiding behind the mask or, or something about the mask. But um, we will put those resources, folks, in the um, Facebook group that we have on this. So Marcy will remember the name of the book and the author, and I'll remember the name of the movie. And we'll put those for you to look at later. So I think it's beautiful that you allow your children to sit with their feelings and honor those feelings and not try to change them or um, make them feel bad about having those feelings. Um, so that's really oh, awesome. It's a work in progress. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there who are like, what? No way. <laughs> She's crazy. No. Yeah. No, I think it's a better way to parent when you allow your kid to sit with their feelings and to process what they need to. But I'm no, um, you know, psychotherapist, but I'm a parent, you know, so I've seen it all. Um, tell me a little bit, Lindsay, how are you feeling about all this? Yeah, it's funny, actually, somebody said yesterday, I don't know where I remember where I saw it, but that um, a lot of us who have anxiety are feeling remarkably good about this because this is our normal. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of how I'm feeling. I don't really feel any different than I normally do because I, you know, I sort of have a general feeling of anxiety. Um, I was actually feeling very, very anxious about it until... Uh, I, I, I'm with the International Lawyers Network. I didn't say that at the top of the show, but um, so we had our annual conference scheduled. I was supposed to be leaving this weekend. And obviously like a lot of people who canceled their travel, we made the decision to postpone the conference to um, the fall. And once we made that decision, I felt a tremendous amount of relief. And since then, everything else has been much easier to deal with. Um, and so it's really been about uh, reaching out and helping other people deal with anxiety that they've never felt before because I am so used to feeling high levels of anxiety that for me, this is not any more anxious than I normally am. So, That's um, so amazing. I will say, um, I heard a joke somewhere that, that, um, that, Oh, look, Katie's on. Um, I heard a joke that COVID-19 is the introverts, you know, favorite thing. Cause you know, they like to, be you know alone let's yeah. get Katie in hey Katie welcome to the show how are you hi good morning um thanks so much for being here and everybody who knows Katie knows she's this beautiful brand new baby and this is part of real life so on our show we're gonna 
we're going to cough, we're going to sneeze, we're going to come in late, we're going to go early, we're going to do what we need to do, just like as if you were in our den, in our living room, at our home. So, Katie, welcome to the show. If you want to tell everybody who you are and where you live, that's how we started off the show. Um, and you can do that now. I am Katie Holler Barnard. I'm in Fairway, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City, located in lovely Johnson County, which is considered the hotspot of the coronavirus for this region. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're all in hotspots now, um, except Marcy, maybe, because Texas is so hot, like literally temperature-wise hot. <laughs> and maybe, maybe there's some protection down there. That's not medical. That's not factual. That's not science. That's just me. So I'm just thinking maybe, you know, we should all go stay at Marcy's house. <laughs> it's six feet apart. Everybody should be exactly. six feet apart. <laughs> I want my own bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie, tell us why are you um, sharing your feelings? Why are you on this podcast? We all address why we're on this podcast. Um, you know, one of my life mantras, mantras is to light a candle or curse the darkness. Oh, I love that. Um, to, I love that. To do something proactive and not just to complain. Um, we may do a fair bit of complaining here, but I think um, I appreciate that we're all coming to this from a place of we want to make things better. Um, sometimes that's through venting, uh, but I think framing the conversation, taking it from venting to passion. Um, that's awesome. That's, that's really what it was. Um, and you know, honestly, also a little bit of quality time with three smart women when I am starving contact does not help. You. <laughs> <laughs> we remember, we remember, um, Marcy was telling us about her kids being eight and 10. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So it's not too far away from her. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, although I'm be way beyond that, um, I do remember, and I know Lindsay is an amazing aunt too, uh, as well. So she, she's around little kids too. So we know oh, yeah. All right. So we've explained why we're doing this podcast, folks. We've talked a little bit about what's important to us, what we do and where we live. So expect us to address a new topic each week. Excuse me while I'm choking again. I, I hope I don't have this COVID-19. Let's say a prayer and cross our fingers. But um, <coughs> excuse me. We will talk about a new topic each week. Katie, if you want to talk a little more about the plan, that would be great. Of course. Um, we're, we're looking at, for the first five shows, I'm um, taking a look at the emotions tied with the five stages. And part of that is realizing that we're all grieving right now. We're all mourning the loss of normalcy, um, mourning our old lives, our old businesses. And so, looking at those emotions. Um, let me pull them up, make sure I get them in the right order. Um, I think we've all felt these lately. There's denial, um, especially when the virus, it's not something we can see, or maybe we don't know anyone who's, who's been afflicted yet. So there's some denial. Is this really as big a deal as it is? The second is anger. Um, I certainly have been there. <laughs> angry at the administration, um, angry just that this exists in general, um, anxiety makes you more likely to be angry at the people you're in quarantine with. Um, so we'll be looking at <laughs> anger, <laughs> healthy outlets for it, um, and, and how to uh, how to dissipate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, bargaining is number three. 
Um, I certainly have done a little bit of this in my head of, you know, if, if we stay in all week, could I go out to get, you know, a smoothie? Um, are you trying to make some deals in your head. Uh, number four, um, perhaps the one that, that I think maybe alarms us the most is, is depression. Um, we've all, I think, had the blues this past week, um, but, but kind of wanting to, not that any of us are psychiatrists, but I think taking a look at, you know, when are you in danger of going from the blues to actual depression and how can you get help and how can you make sure that this period of isolation doesn't cause a, a mental health problem? Yeah, Marcy addressed some of that earlier, and I love that we're going to focus on that because we, we mentioned that some people don't recognize they are teetering on depression. Yeah. That's Absolutely. awesome. And then the fifth one, um, hopefully a place we all get to sooner rather than later of, of acceptance. I'm there. So I happen to be there, I think, because we engaged in this earlier on than the rest of the country. Mm. Um, We've been in lockdown. Now, I'm personally very ill right now. Um, I've been in lockdown for more than a week. And now we got the order yesterday in California that there's a statewide shelter in place. So folks are starting to go, what does that mean? Does that mean I can't go to the grocery store? Does that mean I can't go um, you know, to, to the pharmacy? There are certain exceptions. Um, I frankly still have Amazon delivered to my house. They just leave it way out, far out on my porch, You know, no human contact six feet away. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard. And look, Lindsay works from home. Marcy works from home. I think you do too, Katie, right? Don't you work from home? Um, typically we have an office and I oh. miss, I miss it like a dead brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. uh, <laughs> you crack me up, but, um, that's so funny. Um, yeah, well, the three of the four of three of the four of us work from home. So this is not a terrible adjustment for us. Um, but for those who are used to going into the office, and that's part of the badge they wear is their nine to five, or I get, I get in at seven, so I can leave at four. I mean, they are really having a tough time adjusting. So anyone want to speak to that and how we might, you know, help share some resources going forward? on other shows and maybe in the Facebook group on how we can share ideas on making the best of this time stuck at home. I think Lindsay had some great ideas on um, not just crafts, but ways to spend your time that are meaningful and you're in the moment. They're very uh, Zen. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of, a lot of blog posts um, this week from sort of work from home warriors who have shared their tips on what people should be doing. Um, and some of the things I've seen just very briefly are, you know, obviously a lot of people have said you need to have a schedule, which I fully agree with. Um, and I've seen people say, take the commuting time that you have previously used to do something else productive, like take a walk, you know, a lot of us still can be outside. You just want to obviously stay six feet away from other people. Or if you can't be outside, you know, do yoga, um, meditate, journal, something along those lines. So you're, you're still doing something productive with that time. Um, also shower, get up, you know, get dressed. Even if you're still in your pajamas, I, I tend to be more of the like still in my pajamas. <laughs> Uh, work from home people, but I'll still put on something else. Like I'll get up and put on something different, even if it's still fairly um, relaxed clothing. 
Um, and, and those types of things are really helpful. But I think you also, and, and this is the post that I shared earlier this week, you want to understand the type of personality that you have. So if you're, I'm an introvert. So for me, working from home is ideal. I don't need to see other people. I, I don't mind seeing other people. I like talking to other people, but I, I need that recharge time by myself. But if you're an extrovert, this is going to be an extremely difficult time for you. And it's important to understand what that means and to try and set up ways to make those connections without leaving your house. So more video conferences, um, setting up lunches online with friends or, or you know coffee with friends online, those types of things using the technology that we have available. Um, and uh, you know other other things that you can do um, that you we have all kinds of um, of opportunities available. Also understanding I think that everyone right now is not doing anything particularly successfully this week. A lot of parents are, as Marcy said, you know, homeschooling for the first time. And so they're doing their full-time job and they're being parents and they're homeschooling. Like that's three jobs and that's a lot. There's going to be total chaos for at least the first week to two weeks. And so nothing is going to go perfectly and that's okay. I think Just one to two weeks? Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> At least, at least one to two weeks. <laughs> I think. I think you know. I've heard. I've heard from a lot of people. They're expecting perfection in those first couple of days, and and that's just too big of a bar to set for ourselves. It's okay if people are distracted and upset and not doing it well. I don't. I didn't do work from home well in the first few weeks. I was doing it, and I didn't have a global pandemic that I was worried about. So you know, if we all approach this with some grace and some patience, it's going to go a lot better. Um, if we're not expecting those that level of perfection and this is coming from a perfectionist so I'm giving everybody permission to set the bar much lower <laughs> I love it I love it Lindsay thank you I know that was hard for you to let go of your conference so uh, thanks for leading my example we, we totally needed to cancel all these things these are great tips Marcy what are you doing to cope um, working from home well, it's interesting what Lindsay just said, talking about introverts versus extroverts. So I had a friend of mine post on Facebook the other day, which mind you, I had deleted Facebook from my phone until a week ago. So <laughs> I have reinstalled it since, since this. Um, but it said, check on your extrovert friends. We're not okay. And <laughs> I thought, wow, like th that makes perfect sense. And it's one of those things that there are opportunities in your FaceTime people. Just get on the phone, check in, see how people are doing. I love a group that we're a part of is having a virtual happy hour tonight. It's Friday, five o'clock. Uh, and I love that idea. I love the idea of book clubs online or yoga classes online where you can see other people. I know some people are doing the Peloton classes where you still feel like you're part of a community, even if you cannot physically be in the same space. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm like Lindsay. I tend to be more introverted. I do, you know, like having a small number of, of connections, but I am not going to lose energy because I can't be around other people. And so caring for our friends who are extroverts and reaching out to them will, will I think, be helpful and make a difference. But I know, Susan, you're an extrovert. So, and Katie, it sounds like you are too. Maybe yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what would be helpful for you? <laughs> 
It's so funny that you say that because um, I kind of go both ways, but it is about how you recharge, you know, and I really do feel energized in a room full of hundreds or, you know, work in the crowd or, you know, that sort of thing. So people have deemed me an extrovert. And every time I take the test, I'm an ENFJ. So thank you all for caring for me stuck at home as an extrovert. (laughs) I need my introvert friends. Um, I'm very sensitive, um, very empathic. I feel other people's pain. And that's the purpose of the Facebook group that we have now and this podcast. So Katie, as a fellow rock star extrovert, tell us how you feel about working from home now. Yeah, no, it's, it's and I'm I'm maybe a, a little bit of a, a mixed bag. I'm an only child, so I really do need my solitude now and then. Um, but as an extrovert, I I love being with other people and talking to people and and sharing things. So that I um, kind of touch points with people that I that are regular and occurring. Pardon me. So the ladies I work with. We now have a thing where we check in every day before 10 a.m. Just here's what we're doing. Here's what's going on. And we do it by Slack. That's just a little touch point I can count on. Okay, in the morning, I'm going to hear from these gals. And then I'm thinking about how do I build in touch points in my day where I'm interacting with someone, but it's not about the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of you know random text strings with friends where we're freaked out and we're, we're talking about this all the time or we're venting about how crazy we are. And, and I think trying to remember there's life beyond this. So yes. one thing I started doing this week, my mom and I are watching the masked singer together at the same time and talking on the phone for that hour. Oh, that's uh, great. Although I don't like that show. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's goofy, but, but having something of, we're going to yeah. watch this and it's not about the virus. And, you know, we can talk that Robin Thicke is really cute and guess who the people are. <laughs> And, and something that, yeah, I, I need to build more of that in. Um, what can awesome. I do to remind my brain and my heart that there's life beyond this? Um, I can interact with people um, and not just, yeah, be in, in these four walls. That's awesome. Um, so I, I found out this week that Netflix has a plug-in that you can, and I, I believe you have to do this online, but you can watch a movie or I guess anything that they have on Netflix with friends and it will sync it up with the people that you're watching with. And you can also have side chats at the same time. So if you, while you're social distancing, you can watch a movie on Netflix with friends. And uh, if you all can agree on a movie and, um, <laughs> and chat at the same time. So my friends and I are planning on doing the same thing because I totally agree. You need to have some stuff that's not just related to sort of doom and gloom and oh my God, what's going to happen. Um, So my friends and I are planning to do that this weekend. And um, another thing that we're doing is each a group of us that uh, usually run together have been recording short videos in the morning of workouts and we pass them back and forth so that we can still see each other and also get a workout in at home. So that's another idea that uh, has been really helpful to us. Lindsay, those are awesome ideas. Might I ask when we're um, done with the recording, that you um, share these, um, send them to me, you know, send these ideas to me and I'll put them in the Facebook group so that we can reference them later. And then folks, we're keeping a Google doc, a master doc of all these ideas. So if you have questions, concerns, comments, ideas, 
that you can email to us. Go to the website on my um, freemanmeansbusiness.com. There's a website called, uh, um, it's the uh, Keep Calm and Cope Comcast. It's the Corona Cast. And it's, y'all have to excuse me, I'm having a tough time talking because of this illness. But go there and you can submit your question and we'll gather all this information together as resources for everyone and we'll share it on Facebook and other social media. Um, so thank you. That's awesome. I had not heard about that, Lindsay. Um, I, I actually am a little different than what I've heard from the three of you. Um, and it might be because the way I was raised or I've been dealing with this a little longer um, out here in California and the position that my husband's in. Um, I, I love reading the facts and studying the updates. And most people don't enjoy that. But for me, having uh, fact-based information from which to operate is great. Some of my friends don't want to see that stuff. They want to turn off the news. They want to go to, you know, watch um, TV land and, 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 you know, the love boat and Brady family or, you know, old, old movies and shows and such. I get it. So that's why we have all these different perspectives on this podcast. Um, how are you practicing self-care, Marcy? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many ways. Um, so it's interesting. I think I, because I have traditionally worked from home, I already had a bit of a system in place, which knowing what time was mine, I am certainly missing the gym every morning. That That's a big one. So I instead am taking walk with the boys or we had a family yoga class the other day, or at least you know for 15 minutes, and then they wandered off. But the <laughs> the finding ways exercise has always been something that I find useful to me. Meditation, I meditate every night. My boys actually have an app called Mightier, which is an app that they send you a, the device itself with an armband. So they put the arm armband on and they get to play video games. And whenever their heart rate gets too high, it walks them through a breathing exercise to calm their heart rate. Wow. So that is, it's amazing. So that has been fantastic for them. Um, so, and that's something, I think it's relatively new. It came out of a children's hospital in Boston. So, that is so awesome. Will you put that in the Google doc? So we can yes, share? of course. Good. Awesome. That, that has been fantastic. I'm trying to think what else? Laughter. I guess is one of those things. So watching funny movies or uh, playing games. And I tend to gravitate towards the more cerebral games. So I tend to gravitate towards, I don't know, Stratego or we play Catan a lot. But the... Oh, yeah. Yes, right? Or Risk. Oh, but anyways, the, <laughs> but the idea is, is more of those games like charades or Pictionary where... It's not about strategy and using your brain. It's really just about getting silly. Yeah. And I have a hard time getting silly. So let me ask you, Marcy, does this do these games and y'all might know, I don't know. Are any of these games available virtually where you can play with other people online? That's a good question. I don't know. I think Catan is virtual, um, but something like Pictionary or Charades, I don't even know that you need anything online. Yeah. And there's a heads, the heads up app is another one that falls into that category. Oh, I love that. that. Right on your phone. Yeah. Is that the Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres app? Isn't that from Ellen DeGeneres' show, the heads up app? Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's from her. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's a so lot of fun. hilarious. 
You know, we used to use that app when we were in long lines waiting to check in for a flight or, you know, in the, at the gate waiting for our plane to arrive. Or, you know, it's really fun and easy. And my family um, has just tolerated me with this app because I've brought it in hot tubs across the country. I'm like, let's play heads up. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, they're so embarrassed by me. But, you know, um, it makes mama happy. So what do you do for self-care and what kind of um, fun maybe apps or games that, that you might recommend people engage with? You know, last night, so I have the, the tiny baby. Um, I also have three stepdaughters. So they are, the twins will be 14 at the end of the month. And then we have an eight-year-old. And Wow. Yeah. And, you know, these are three kids who have just been informed that there's no school for the rest of the year. You know, right. pot is legal in California. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for our eighth graders, um, you know, we talked about grief earlier. They're definitely more morning um, in terms yeah. of this, their, the last couple months of junior high. Um, yeah. They really like their choir teacher. One of our kids was going to be in a musical, had been working her tail off on it, and it's just gone. Um, and, you know, you're not going to see your friends for who knows how long and, you know, their birthdays in 10 days and they had a party and now that's not happening. That's oh. so sad. Yeah. So Katie, let me ask you this. Um, I saw a music teacher post on a YouTube video to all of her class to go ahead and do their performance and film it and share it. And so they created this online community where each of the um, kids who were in the musical were able to still perform. Now they didn't have their costumes or anything, but it gave them um, an engagement that was meaningful yeah. to them and it, and it made them feel good. And then the teacher recognized them publicly and shared these, you know, obviously with the parents' permission, shared right. these publicly. So there's an idea that maybe um, the music teacher could, you know, create a, a Facebook group or, uh, you know, I'm old, I use Facebook, but. Um, I guess there's Instagram and other stuff, YouTube and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, our teachers are all on spring break this week. So we, are, we anticipate hearing more about, you know, are we going to start remote learning or, or you know, what's, what's going to happen? We'll know more next week. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they were in the dumps and, and very understandably. And yeah, that must be hard for you too. Yeah, but something that really helped all of us last night was we watched a John Mulaney special on Netflix. Everybody loves him. He's Absolutely. great. And a little salty, but they're almost 14. And, and just, again, to get your brain out of the corona space, to laugh, to, give, to make some new inside jokes, um, it, was, it was really, really helpful. Um, I love that. I challenge any one of you to do a uh, stand-up comedy and film yourself <laughs> and put it in our Facebook group. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I, I heard Daryl Cross is doing uh, stand-up comedy now. Maybe we should, we should get something from him. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's necessary. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yeah, we've, we've had fun playing the Oregon Trail game. Uh, wow. That might be, a little bit of gallows, yeah, might be a little gallows humor right now when it's like, you know, your party has died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are killing me. <laughs> uh, we made it to Oregon for the first time uh, since we we bought the game at Christmas and we've played it probably 20 times. And for the very first time, we got to Oregon a couple days ago. And well, Wow. So I don't think they ever got to Oregon. <laughs> only, only two of the five of us. I died of a snake bite. I think Ava had dysentery and Kate had cholera. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's so great. Um, I, I don't know that I have any board games that we play anymore now that James is off to college and Mike is constantly working and I'm here with my cat. But um, I did love categories. I loved taboo. I loved Pictionary. Um, definitely um, uh, the, um, you just said it, Marcy, Catan. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, you know, I joke with people because I'm almost like an only child. I came along many, many, many years later. They named me Susan rather than, oh, shit, because um, I was totally <laughs> a surprise. Um, I call myself the one Manhattan too many girl. So when I was young and my parents would give me board games, it was almost a cruel trick to play because they were always for four or more players. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm the only one here. Duh. Who do I play with? Talk about have to have a strong imagination. But I love these game recommendations. And if you wouldn't mind putting them in the Google Doc, that would be helpful as well. Awesome. Well, Marcy, let me ask you this question. Um, you had mentioned before we got on the recording a really, really powerful author and um, person of prayer and meditation that, that I, I follow and I read his books. I would like yes. to to recommend and speak on his books and then Lindsay maybe you could recommend a book and then Katie maybe you could recommend a book or mm -hmm. a podcast or a podcast yes so well we were speaking specifically about meditation I mentioned that a friend of mine earlier had posted that John Kabat-Zinn is offering his online meditation courses for free and you mentioned that you've read some of his books he's extremely well-known. He's been around for many years. I know a lot of people in a variety of companies have had the benefit of going through his meditation classes and his stress management classes, particularly up in the Northeast. So he is fantastic and fabulous. I also personally, I, Deepak Chopra uh, yeah. posted this great little graphic, which I will post to the group, <clears throat> excuse me, which has a, you know, how are you feeling and what are you missing in your life? And it's almost these little arrows telling you what to do. So you oh, follow nice. it down to the bottom. Yes, it's fantastic. So feeling overwhelmed is the question. And then it goes through the process of helping you determine what is going to be most helpful for that feeling of overwhelm, depending on the, your responses to the different questions. So he's, helpful. yes, so he's fantastic. I also like David G, um, who has a ton of online meditations for free. His weekend meditations are all for free. And then there's apps for those of you who may or may not already be meditating, if you want to give it a shot. Uh, there's the Calm app. There's Headspace. Uh, there's one that I have that I can't think of the name of right now, but I'll add that to the list as well. Yeah. And so there's, there's a tremendous a number of resources I think available around meditation, whether you are already a meditator and you're just looking for more resources or you're just starting out and thinking, wow, this might be a good time to try this <laughs> given, yeah. given where I'm at. So I, I, I meditate or I used to meditate religiously like daily, twice a day for five years. It saved my life after a terrible life event. Um, it's very powerful folks. It's super difficult. So if you, I know you have the time now, so if you're up for it, uh, really try to learn to meditate. There's some good beginner's meditations from, um, oh, help me, Marcy, Korn, um, I forgot his name. Man, I'm totally in a fog, but I'll put it in the Google Doc and we'll share it in the Facebook group. But um, I want to say somebody Korn, but um, 
he's a, he's a guide and he has a great beginner's meditation. Um, and, and this is dating myself, but I'm going to tell you, I had his CDs <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've actually even owned an eight track tape. So most people don't even know what that is, but, um, what about you, Lindsay books, podcasts? Yeah. So, um, one of the things I've been doing, you mentioned before Susan, that, um, I have, um, nieces and I have a brand new nephew who is about two weeks old. Um, and I was hoping I was going to get to meet him next week, but because of everything going on, my sister and I decided that it was best if um, she keeps him as protected as possible. So um, what I have been doing, I have two sets of sisters and families. Um, my middle sister has um, an 11 and an eight-year-old, and my younger sister has the three kids who almost two and brand new baby. So I decided what I would do is I would record myself reading children's books to them. Um, so I have a Facebook group where I'm posting my daily reading, either a children's book or a chapter of um, a chapter book for the older kids. And I realized that so many of my friends are feeling anxious. So I decided to also start reading a, a, a book for grownups too. So um, the book for grownups that I'm reading is called The Book of Joy. And it's based on a week long conversation between um, the Dalai Lama and um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. It was a book that a friend of mine gave me a few years ago for my birthday. It's a wonderful book. It's about um, finding joy in a world that's full of uh, difficult uh, times. Um, so it's actually for right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, if anybody wants an invitation to that group, it's a, it's a private group. I'm happy to um, invite them to join. Um, some people are also enjoying the kids' books too. So um, <laughs> one of the ones I'm reading is Harry Potter. So that's applicable for adults too. Uh, in terms of other resources, my therapist suggested that I get a mantra for the day because um, I need something to hold on to. So I downloaded an app called Motivation, which you can set. It's really fascinating. You can decide which category you can make your own mix mix of mantras. Um, and then it will send you what it calls motivation throughout the day. And you can set hours for it. You can set however many reminders you want through the day and it'll pop up on your phone. And then if you have a smartwatch, it'll pop up there too throughout the day and, uh, and just give you sort of little quotes, um, that will help you focus on something positive. So that's been really helpful. I've been doing that for about, um, the last two weeks. What's it called again, Lindsay? Motivation. Motivation. Okay. We're no, I'll add that to my list of resources for you too. Okay. Things you can have a little feedback there. If you want to mute yourself for a minute. There you go. Um, so I, I love that. And I think that's a great tool too for people who are working from home. <laughs> you know, every once in a while you need that kick in the butt. So it's nice to have an app that reminds you every so often. Let me ask you, Marcy, did you use that app before? No, I had never heard of it. Okay. I, I, I'm old school. I find mantras online, I print them out, and I tape them to my wall. <laughs> Even I don't do that. Wow. <laughs> well, what about you, Katie? Any books or podcasts that you would recommend? Yeah, you know, this is something I did for myself, um, a gift I gave myself when I was pregnant. Um, I joined the Book of the Month Club, and when I, after I had Elena and I had some issues with postpartum anxiety, I started making every one of my selections something pretty lighthearted. Um, 
making myself read novels again. Um, it, it turned out as a business owner, I was reading a lot about entrepreneurship and marketing and yada, yada. And yeah. I needed a brain vacation. Um, and so- oh, I love that. Wait, say that again. You needed a what? <laughs> brain vacation. Oh, I love that. So I wish my brain could go on vacation. Right. It would be nice if it would take a nap. So I joined the book of the month club and every month you get to pick from, you know, about eight books and really yeah, giving myself permission to go to something light. And that has been huge. And it really helped with postpartum anxiety in terms of I'm going to pick up this book and I know that it's going to have a happy ending. Um, but just a little bit of escapism is, is okay. Um, and yeah. so I have my, my chick lit as I guess you would call it that I get once a month. Um, the last one I read, I pulled up the title, um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which was um, a romance about the son of the president who falls in love with the son of the Queen of England. And it was delightful. And again, yeah, just giving myself permission that I don't have to read something constructive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, any podcast that you ladies listen to, Lindsay, you tell us, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to besides mine? Oh, well, I'm going to out myself here as a murderino, but my favorite murder is my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's delightful. Um, not only do they talk about true crime in, it's a true crime po comedy podcast. So they talk about very serious issues, but in a, in a funny and relatable way that makes it more palatable. Um, I've always been into true crime as long as I can remember. Um, but they also are very open and honest about the mental health issues that both of them have. So I, I really appreciate that perspective as well. Um, and I also listen to The Murder Squad, which is sort of a spinoff podcast that's done by um, the investigator that cracked the um, Golden State Killer case. And wow. the journalist, yep, the journalist who was um, involved in Michelle McNamara's book, um, and she was the one that actually named the Golden State Killer. I, now I'm really telling you how much I know about true crime. So, um, but anyway, those are <laughs> two podcasts that I really, really enjoy and listen to on a weekly basis. So Lindsay, if anyone else- I loved growing up in my house. My dad I know. was a corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anyone else needs other yeah. true crime recommendations, I have a very long list of those. But <laughs> put, put all this, look, there are people out there like me who love that. I mean- my secret, you know, um, what do you call my, um, uh, this is, this is, I don't know if it's my illness or my age, but my secret pleasure or the, the, what do you call it? Your, your secret delight or whatever is watching things like Dexter and NCI, you know, these, these really dark, dark things on Showtime and Netflix and so forth and so on. Um, yeah. so I bet you, I'd love a lot of the podcasts and books that you read. So put those in the Google doc and we'll share them to the Facebook group. It really, it really tickles me that we went straight from me and my romance novels to murder. <laughs> <laughs> so take, yeah, take your self-care how you can get it. <laughs> Whatever your pleasure, huh? That's so funny. Well, um, is there anything in particular, like today's edition or, or episode was really to talk about why we're doing this and to give people a taste of what to expect. Going forward, we'll have themes throughout each podcast. Um, you can find those again on the website and in the Facebook group. 
Um, we are going to track everything we say, uh, first of all, recordings, of course, but we'll also track it in the Google Doc and then share it to the Facebook group. And if you want to share elsewhere, that's fine too. But anyone is welcome to play a role on the podcast in that you can submit a comment or question that we'll address on the next week's or whatever uh, appropriate episode. Uh, so there's a space on the website to do that. If you have a question for Katie or Marcy or Lindsay or me, please feel free to post it on the website and we'll address it in the next podcast. So ladies, what are you thinking? How do you feel about this? You think this is a great idea and, and we should continue down this path? Absolutely. Loving it. Absolutely. And, and next week, ladies, it's denial. <laughs> Not just a river in each I, you know, I knew one waiting. of us was going to go there. <laughs> I love I a good waiting. pun. I was waiting. I love a good pun. Well, I love you ladies. You know that. Um, you can always call me or text me or message me on Facebook. I am always there. Um, it's what, you know, keeps me going as an extrovert who's stuck home alone with her cat. Um, I, I think I'm officially an old cat lady now, sadly. But um, thank you so much for joining me on this chat and for being my friends in real life and for how different we all are. I love that. I mean, I love the romance novels and the gore <laughs> that, that Lindsay's into. Um, I definitely want those book recommendations in the Google Doc. I'm going to uh, actually order the, the, the one about joy. That really speaks to me. I, I do meditate still and I love uh, all the writings of the Dalai Lama. So you'll love it. It's so good. I've read almost every book he's ever written. Just so y'all know, people wouldn't know that about me, but I've studied Buddhism and it's changed my life. So, um, and I'm, and I'm sitting here much more interested in ordering the Oregon trail. So <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. awesome. Well, you it's have young really, It's a really good card game. I highly recommend it. Well, thank you so much. Anything anyone would like to say before we close? Uh, I'd just like to emphasize that if anyone that's listening to the podcast has any resources for us around the topics that Susan mentioned, we would love to have those too. So feel free to share them either in the um, the link that Susan mentioned or in the Facebook group. I think that would be really helpful to to crowdsource that too. Awesome. Awesome. I love you. Everybody have a good day. Thank you so much for being here. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stay home, stay clean, and stay six feet away. That's what we say here in California. Watch All right. <laughs> Bye, stay everybody. Well, ladies.